Hello and welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy Johnson. Hello, or should I say hola? Hola, amigo. Uh, bit of a tropical theme today. We've got two exotic beers, one we've had before and we've never had before, off of our 100 different beers from 100 different countries. First beer, uh, I think we should just, I think we'll just get straight into it rather than beat about the bush. We're going to uh, an island in French Polynesia called Tahiti, and the beer is Hinano, which um, I must confess, or well, two confessions. One, um, this is actually the second take recording this because Mark's wi- uh, Wi-Fi is fucked up. Um, yeah. So I've already popped the lid. And, uh, <laughs> and second of all, this is a beer that I've already fallen in love with um, once before, hence um, why I'm actually wearing, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm wearing a Hinano Tahiti t-shirt. So anyway, uh, Hinano beer, uh, founded in 1955 on the um, French Polynesian island of Tahiti. Um, so it's existed now for over, well, comfortably over 50 years, 50, 60, a lot of years. We're drinking a 330 ml bottle. Now, first time around, um, we actually had this in cans um, last year, um, which I actually got delivered directly from Tahiti, thinking it would be actually a much more difficult beer to get hold of than it actually turned out to be. It turns out these are readily available um, to order um, from... Do Beers of Europe have these, Mark? Uh, no, this was from um, the German website, I think it was, that we've used, or it could have been Beyond Manger, actually. The French site. It was, either, yeah, okay. it was Beyond Manger, I think, which I ordered this and a couple of other things from. But I can't remember what, but I, I'm pretty sure it's Beyond Manger. It's fairly readily available, isn't it, to be quite honest with you? Um, yeah, which, which did make the, the £30 I spent on postage um, from Tahiti sting a little bit. Um, yeah. But, to be fair, the um, it came in lovely cans, and it was brewed um, and obviously shipped directly from Tahiti, whereas what we're drinking today, um, yeah. same beer, but it's been brewed under licence in France. However, is this not the most beautiful bottle of beer you've ever seen in your life? Yes, um, iconic label. Um, this uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a lady basically um, sat down by a beach with um, um, yellow flowers in her hair, which I'll get to that. She's called Vaheen. Vaheen is 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 her name. Is she um, a real person? Uh, no, it's just um, a Tahitian word for um, lady or girl or whatever. Now she's got um, like a little hairband of white flowers. Now Hinano supposedly is um, uh, or means white flower. Or is a type of white flower that, that's well known on the island. Right. Um, well, it doesn't taste fantastic, to be quite honest with you. I mean, it's not quite on Stegall level, but it's a pretty good beer. I like it. Mind um, you, I love this. First time around, um, I really like this beer. And yeah, I'm just having a look at our initial review right now, actually. Um, so it's a beer that's made a very long journey. I mean, this one's obviously not quite come as far as that one did. Uh, but it's got a history and a story to tell, as you've just done. Yep. Um, it's iconic, an iconic can or bottle in this case. It deserves its own extra marks, which it still does. Refreshing, nice beer also, fantastic. And can you remember what um, rating we gave it last time? I have an idea in my head, but should we save it till the end? Yeah, no problem, we'll do that. Uh, but um, just looking at the pictures of the can that we have it in, the yeah. can is all or if not more beautiful than the bottle. I think the can, 
Yes, agreed. The can is better looking than the bottle. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful cap beer. on the bottle though. Nice, nice, um, nice cap. It's a stunning yeah. cap. Zahim there sat down with the Hinano Tahiti logo um, around it. Beautiful. Really that nice. is beautiful. I've been looking beer. forward to drinking this again, I must say, and, and we couldn't have picked a better day for it. Scorching, blazing hot. No work to do because we're still in the midst of um, this weird lockdown phase that you've been working on, haven't you? Yeah, but even if we did have work to do, it's Friday, so we've got the Friday feeling anyway. So it's a Friday afternoon beer. So perfect timing, really, today. Everything's fallen into place for Hinano. It is. So, um, Tahiti, the country, um, probably, I would say arguably the most remote out of all of the beers and all the countries that we'll drink a beer from on this list. Probably the most remote, one of the first away from us anyway. Where even is it? So, um, there's uh, basically an area in the South Pacific of um, uh, French Polynesia, it's called. Tahiti is the main island but it's one of 118 different islands all spread out in the, in the South Pacific. Right. Um, and uh, they actually say, even though it's quite sparse, I mean, population Tahiti is like 130 odd thousand. So there's not many people live there at all. And a lot of the other islands are uninhabited or just sort of like very exclusive sort of holiday islands or private islands. Um, but the actual um, area that, that, this, that all these islands together cover, cover is bigger than Europe. Really? Yeah. It's just oh. it's just buried in the middle of the South Pacific. So you kind of you know for us and where we are, we just we don't really know it's there unless you really studied their map. You would have no idea. No idea. Is that the sort of area where Richard Branson's island is? I think he's more Caribbean. This is more between um so this is about four hour four hour flight, five hour flight away from New Zealand and heading towards Hawaii. So it's going in that sort of direction. So it's it's very much middle of nowhere. Um, a bit far for us to go for a, a beach holiday, really, though, to be honest with you. Yes, although the um, the, the tourist websites, as, as you'd imagine they would say, would say there's nothing like having a Hinano in Tahiti itself on the beach and evokes all of that sort of special atmosphere and, and all that. True. I mean, I, I know that you spent £30 on the shipping to get it over here last time, yeah. but... I feel that that was a bargain compared to the cost that it'd take us to get there. Yeah, and you know what? I enjoyed it so much that I kind of didn't feel so bad about it the first time around. Um, yeah. And say the cans, I've still kept the cans somewhere. I think they're in my shed. Um, yeah, I've got one as well. Beautiful. Um, anyway, what else have we got to tell you? Do you want to know more about Tahiti or more about the beer? Give me some about Tahiti. Right, so Tahiti. Interesting fact for you. The word tattoo originates in Tahiti. So the Tahitian word of tatau, that's where tattoos come from. So I don't think they invented tattoos, but the word and how we describe them comes from them. Any reason why? It's just a big part of their culture, so that, that's, that's, that's the name stuck. So I guess other, because um, it was uh, a lot of Europeans um, ventured and discovered it so Portuguese, um, Captain Cook, and a few others, um, and obviously the French, um, came over and obviously um, sampled some of that, the, the culture. So tattoos are a big part of, of the sort of national identity. It used to be a rite of passage when you'd um, 
come out of sort of adolescence you would get a tattoo to commemorate that and there's different types of tattoos you get ones that sort of commemorate gods and ones that have other meanings and things like that right you got any tattoo? you haven't got a tattoo have you there you go mate you haven't got a tattoo have you i've got one yeah have you i mean yeah i mean no particular rush to have another one to be honest with you what did you get i've got a celtic cross all right on the on my breast but i've had that you know must probably 14 15 in fact no 10 15 years something like that yeah as I said, I'm in no particular rush to have another. I was going to have, um, like a sort of like a um, like a like a Maori sort of pattern, like sort of over the shoulder. That, that was the plan. But then after I had the first sort of one that we just was going to sort of base round it, I thought I'd try it out and see how it goes. You know, by having a small one that can be on its own. Yeah. Um, and then after I had that, I realised that it hurt. So, <laughs> and then also it's going to cost me a fortune. So it's just fuck it. So I've been left with this green and yellow shit cross on my chest, really. Oh, she so had it coloured in. Oh yeah, it's, it's green and yellow. Yeah. Um, my shirt won't go low enough, but show you a bit of breast. That's the top of oh, it there. There you go. Bit of tip for the viewer there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a, um, a liver bird on uh, this arm that I got from a stag do. Um, <laughs> no, Excellent. No regrets. Um, I, would, uh, I, would, I, would, I would add to it and get more, actually, I think, but, but the missus isn't that, that keen. Uh, I, I think it's more because it's not that she doesn't like tattoos. It was the fact that I got a tattoo, I think, without her and she felt left out. So I think everything <laughs> after that has just been stubbornness more than any sort of disapproval of tattoos it's more just a I take it she's not got any then no so it's probably been about an eight year long grudge um, ever since right yeah. I'll tell you what I'd make a good this lady on this bottle would make a good tattoo I mean I don't know where you'd have it but yeah. if you were going for some sort of iconic brand yes um, that people probably not going to know what it is so if they were to say oh what's that that woman doing on your arm mm. and then well, it was my favourite beer of the quest. It's a good shout. Although I would yeah. say this is my favourite so far. Well, no, but if it was, it you know, it makes sense, wouldn't it? I suppose. Um, okay, so you know how, um, uh, say, pictures of American suburbia. You have those sort of picket fences, and you have those mailboxes, wooden mailboxes with a lift-up flap. Yeah. Tahiti has a different spin on that. So rather than having a mailbox, you have um, like a bread, a bread bin or a, um, a bread box, if you like. So twice right. a day, you'll have French bread delivered to your door. What, rather than like post, they have bread? Yeah, I'm not saying they don't get post. Um, I'm not saying right, it's not like box. they write postcards on bread. Um, but <laughs> 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 Does it all go just in the same box? I'll send you a bloomer, letting you know how, how I'm getting on. <laughs> <laughs> Does it all go into the same box, then? Dear, dear Greg. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, so it's, it's a specific <laughs> thing where, where they, they, have, they deliver bread door-to-door, um, -door, so you can have French bread, like a you know, baguette or whatever, <laughs> dropped off in the morning, and one for your right. dinner as well. It's big over there. Why not? Yeah, well it's like that. the milkman, but with bread. Well great, that is. Another curious <laughs> fact... 
So you know we had a we had a pretty low life expectancy in Turkey. Yeah. Well, um, supposedly the population of Tahiti, over half of it, is twenty or under. So it's a really young popul a really really young population there. Yes. So I don't know if that's because it can't be bad life expectancy because it's paradise. I mean, just look look you know behind me. Beautiful. But, um, yeah. yeah. So it can't be that. So the only thing I can think of is when people get to a certain age or they, you know, if they want to go to university or they have careers and stuff, then they just leave the island and they go somewhere else. I can't imagine there's much work there apart from tourism. No, I can't imagine that either. Or well, baking bread. Uh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> your post, post, post office or baker, uh, or, or the one and the same thing, aren't they, over there? It's pretty much your choice, isn't it? Yeah. So um, yeah, it's weird. Weird that to think that if you went there, basically everyone, almost everyone, or most of the people there would be younger than you are, and, and yeah. I don't feel old. That makes me feel old. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the beer then? Is it is it living up to your expectations from previous? Um, yeah, no, it does. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I think that first time just felt magic because. The journey the beer had been on, it was, I mean, it was even hotter that the day we drank it first time. I think it was even a hotter day than, than, um, than this one's been. Middle of last summer, wasn't it? Yeah. Right in the middle, of, yeah, smack bang in the middle of the summer, whereas this is kind of like spring, you know, nice spring day. Um, yeah, 21st of July last year. Um, well, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I would, um, well, I'll discuss my thoughts on rankings and stuff a bit, a bit further down the line. As we do, yeah, yeah. Right, a bit on the beer. So, created in 1955. By 1960, it had only been around five years, it was being exported out to China. Um, otherwise, it was very small, very localised beer. Get to sort of early 90s, and then it hits Japan, and then France, and then to this, this day, and obviously now it's brewed under licence in France. So it's still relatively small, um, and obviously the ownership still comes down to the Tahitian brewery itself. So it's independent, but obviously, because of the size of the brewery, I'm assuming they can't produce enough to meet or something well, gassy, sorry. Some of the um, European market, which is I think is why why France um, does some brewing for them, I would assume. Interesting. Gold gold medal pedigree, so nineteen ninety three, this won a gold medal award at the International um, Beer Awards in um, Brussels. So right. it's got good pedigree. Now uh, I said I think did I say something at the start about the the white flowers on the lady? Yes. Yeah, so um, so Hinano is also the name of a white flower, but it's also one of the most common names on the island, as in first names. So um, right, okay. it's kind of like, um, it's a bit like we had a beer over here and we called it Dave. Yeah. So even though it sounds very exotic, in Tahiti, Hinano effectively is like Dave or Gary. Be like calling your daughter Carly, basically. Yes. It's the same effect. Or it's like calling someone called Carl with ing on the end. Maybe that's where the, the name Carl came from, or the name Carl Ling came from that name. Maybe they're related in the same way that Hinano is. Just saying. Something to ponder. Yes. Okay, so I've saved my best tidbit for last. Go on. So, this, I, I mean, I don't know if any other beers that we go through are going to have. What, what this beer has in, in common, anything in common with, with this beer. So Hinano, this beer, has its own theme song. Wow. 
Um, and I don't mean theme song like adverts. I mean a song a- about the beer. Right. Um, so uh, there've been different versions of the song. So I've got a, I've got like a George Formby style version to play you. And this goes way back to like early days. So I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll stick a bit of this on now. Obviously it's all in Tahitian, so don't expect to know any of the words. I'll just skip through a bit. I can, I can imagine listening to that on the beach while stopping a fucking hour. So anyway, that's that's the that's the old version by uh, oh, right. a band a band called Tamari Punaru. Um, so that's the traditional. Then, in 1989, Tahiti brought out the big dogs. So imagine like the Tahitian Jason Donovan, whose name is Andy Tupaya, in, uh, in 1989, gave it a fresh, you know, modern pop spin. <laughs> it sounds a bit George michael It's got a very, like, a very late 80s... Pop feel yeah. to it. Bit of a Pete Waterman feel to it. Yeah. So while we've got that playing, who do you think would um, any celebrities that drink this? Um, no one springs to mind because I couldn't name you anyone famous from Tahiti. But if you think famous rich people go to these sorts of places, don't they, on holidays? So, I mean, Elton John. He's gone on a nice holiday with his husband. Yeah. I was thinking Branson would drink it. Branson, yeah. The tax-dodging bastard Branson, and I think he'd nail loads of these. I think he would. Shit. Mm. Um, would it make the ambassador's reception? Um, I think it would, personally. I think it's a, a great-looking. It tastes pretty good. Um... There's nothing cheap about it. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I'll just fade um, Andy to pyre out. To play him out. <laughs> um, so, right, barbecue, 100%, yes. No debate. Barbecue, I, if it were really yeah. available, I'd buy shitloads of it. Yeah. Faster reception, I would say yes. Because it's an exotic location. And yeah. it's somewhere where, you, you like, me and you, unless we had... Yeah, it's probably out, it's the type of holiday that's probably out of our price range, right? Yeah. So, therefore, you kind of your Bransony types, the people that would the rich people would wind up at the ambassador's reception, would perhaps know this beer from being on holiday, and it might evoke memories of happy times sitting on the beach, you know. So, yeah. if I was the ambassador, I'd think yes, I I could plant that that seed in their in their minds and take them back to some of their fondest memories. So, yeah. Um, yeah, rare beer that I think um, is a tick on both counts. Yeah, definitely. Um, should we move on to rating it? We should. Um, by the way, uh, those two songs, um, what was your favourite of the two? 
probably the first one to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I like the more modern one. Um, in 2005, because the beer celebrated its 50th anniversary, in 2005 they had like a, a Eurovision con- uh, song contest style competition to um, do a new right. interpretation of the song. Um, another one. Another one. Um, another one. Um, someone did win it, but um, the song is not. A, I can't find it anywhere on the internet, so it's like it doesn't exist. So it's shit. Then. There is another one floating that, that should be floating around somewhere, but I just can't find it. Anyway, yeah, rating. Okay, are we going to go um, fingers? Yep. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one. I've got. I've got a nine. You've got an eight. Yeah. So um, when we initially rated it, we gave it a nine. Um, mm. I feel that was a, a little bit high for me, to be quite honest with you. Um, so I'd like to settle it by the medium of rock paper scissors. Oh, okay. So no, no chance of a half then. We're just going mm. rock paper scissors. Yeah, I, I'd like to settle it one way or the other. Um, I think nine's a bit high, personally. Right, okay. Right, here we go then. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Uh, <laughs> scissors. We've scissored, um, but we've scissored each other, so yeah. it means we're going to have to go again. Yeah. Right, you ready? Yep. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh, paper covers rock. There was a huge delay there. Slightly suspect. <laughs> okay, paper covers rock, so you win. So it's eight out of ten, not nine out of ten, like I would have liked. Um, I personally, great beer. Um, you can get it on French websites. Um, so if you're in the UK, it's 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 easy enough to get hold of. Um, right, we're back shortly with uh, beer number two. Welcome back. Okay, time for our second exotic beer of the episode. Uh, Mark, do you want to tell us what we've got? Yes, whole lot to you. We are about to drink Imperial from Costa Rica. Um, now, this was brought back for us by a couple two or three months ago who went to Costa Rica for their honeymoon. So, not just you know enjoying themselves, they saw it fit to bring us back some Imperial beer, which I'm most grateful for. We have drunk also Tonya beer from Nicaragua. Nicaragua, in Nicaragua. They oh, also brought that back for us. So, I'm really looking forward to this. Now, the bottle is not very appetite appetizing, first quenching, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't think it looks particularly great. It doesn't make me want to give it a go. It just looks a bit shit. It looks um, like um it looks kind of like a an Aldi sort of Bavarian style beer, doesn't it? There's nothing wise that makes you think of it, it as it looks yeah. It is an Aldi beer, isn't it? Yeah. As soon as you look at it, it's Aldi or Lidl or somewhere like that. It's what we're going to do is uh, just put an eagle on the beat, on the on the label, and then is it an eagle or is it, it a phoenix? Um, it's an eagle. Yeah, it's an eagle, and the beer is known locally in Costa Rica as Aguila, which means which stands for eagle. In well, they speak Spanish, so um, so yeah, basically it's known as the eagle in Costa Rica. So yeah, it's definitely an eagle. Okay. Um, so should we crack it open while we discuss it? Yeah. Um, right, so it's a 350 milliliter bottle. This, um, so it's a bit of an odd one. It looks like when you put it next to the Hinano one, it looks quite a bit bigger. It seems fatter. It seems bigger. 
Um, but it's not really. It's only 20 mil more. Yeah, um, I thought that earlier. That was really confusing. So I was coming up to do these, and I, and I put them, I had them side by side, and I thought, is this a 500 mil bottle? But it's not. It's really I thought it was. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so the cap itself is um, has got the, the eagle on. There we go. Uh, yellow with the eagle and imperial. Well, like I said, it just looks a bit like an Aldi beer. It just looks a bit shit. What's the um, But anyway, um, 4.5. It's hidden. It's hidden in this silver lip around the edge of the label. Again, it's just odd. It's really odd. Um, so Hanano was 5%, so this is going to be weaker. It is weaker, yeah. I mean, it's also got scuffed. I mean, I have this thing about bottles. Well, it's got like these scuffed rims. So evidently, recycling is uh, rife in Costa Rica, and it's actually got Cerveceria Costa Rica embossed on the side. So, um, so yeah, it's been recycled there, but it's it's certainly not going back to Costa Rica. So you've had the first sip. What do you think? Taste-wise, I must say, um, it's not bad. It feels a bit gassier than Hinano does, but doesn't taste. Doesn't I wouldn't say it tastes weaker. I I, I don't mind it. It's, I think it's quite good. Yeah. Um, right, Costa Rica. Mm. So now we've done the first sip. Uh, it smells a bit, by the way, doesn't it? I seem to be getting smelly beers recently. So anyway, yeah, Costa Rica. See, Hinano didn't smell, but this does. Right. It's a bit fusty, isn't it? Anyway, yeah, anyway, right. So Costa Rica, San Jose, the capital. Um, Spanish is a native language, and the country itself is roughly the size of Denmark. It's about a fifth of the size of the UK. So it's not very big, pretty small country. It's like a sweaty Denmark. Yeah, basically. So it's like, like you think we're small, but then like Costa Rica's like, it's got fuck all too, hasn't it? Jesus. Right. It's gassy. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Imperial. This is, um, I've got some good news. Now, most of the beers that we drink are all owned by like, um, Heineken or AB InBev or you know all Budweiser all them shit but this is a genuinely um, local beer for local people um, which is why we found it so difficult to get hold of it's made by the Florida Ice and Farm Company never heard of them in my life they're known as Fifth Coat um, so it's brewed in um, directly in um, Costa Rica it's Exported to China. Um, I don't know where else it's exported to. Um, but it was first brewed in 1924. And it is now the most popular beer in Costa Rica. And uh, it's not a bad one, is it? I, I think it's quite nice. I can see why. I quite like it. Yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. I, I have to say, yeah, it is, it is gassier than Hinano is. So it's not quite as easy a drink. But this is a really good session beer. I feel it'd be a good talking point at the barbecue. Um, yes. But equally, equally, it just looks like an Aldi beer. The presentation doesn't, doesn't do it justice. No, it's shit. It doesn't look anything special, does it? If they'd given um, a jazzier label, and maybe... Yeah. Because what we like is we like it... We're simple folks. So we like it when our packaging reflects the country. So... Kilmes, for example, has a colour palette that's like Argentina. Hinano, yeah. if you look at the Tahitian flag, Beautiful. the, the colour scheme's right. Ghana, the, the beer we had from Ghana, the colour, you know, all the colour schemes kind of fit that national identity. Whereas when we yeah. get a beer that doesn't, it feels a bit like, well, it could be from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the presentation's pretty piss poor. 
but it's a it's a nice tasting beer. Looks piss um, cool, but doesn't taste like piss. No. Um, what do you know about Costa Rica? Bananas. I'm going to come back to bananas a little bit later. Right. <laughs> um, you've taken my prize little discussion there already. Sorry. Um, tell me what else you know about Costa Rica. Um, I can tell you something that's not factual, but what? I'm pretty sure that Jurassic Park, which isn't a real place, but the, <laughs> the Jurassic Park itself um, is based on or is in Costa Rica. Or an island really? off of Costa Rica? Yeah, I'm sure it, wow. I'm sure it spoke, yeah. So, where, where, if Jurassic Park existed in a real place, it would be there. See, or now, if I'd have known that, I would have done some more research on it, and then we'd have probably got a bit of a better episode. But as it stands, what I've learned about Costa Rica is that it's quite a nice place. There's not really much that's, that they're doing to piss people off. It's, it's just a nice place. It's inoffensive friendly and it's just boring um but what i have learned right is now it's become a vac- vacation spot for the rich and famous right so demi moore sharon stone beyonce miley cyrus george clooney Catherine zeta jones and michael douglas they all pile down to costa rica for their holidays it's right. the place to go for the rich and famous so do you think beyonce and jay-z jay-z obviously do you think they partake in an imperial? Yes. Um, who are the other ones? Clooney? Um, Clooney, Miley yes. Cyrus. Yes, yes. Um, she's too busy on the Prosecco. Um, no, no, she should drink a beer. Do you reckon? Yeah. Sharon Stone, she'd definitely drink a beer. She would. I've got a mental image now of Sharon Stone sipping an imperial and slowly crossing her legs. Exactly. Um, Demi Moore. Wow, another threat. Oh, okay. So, right. Can we play a quick quick game here? Yeah, go on. Putting my guy hat on. So, you've got a choice of peak Sharon Stone or peak Demi Moore. Yeah. So, you're going time machine back to, what, 1990, say? Yeah. You're in your time machine. You can only pick one. Who are you going for a nice seafood dinner with? Personally, um, Sharon Stone. Mm. How about you? Who would you go for? Uh, Plus, she'd also drink an imperial with you as well. It's a it's a tough one, but I would I would agree with you. I'd go with I'd go with Sharon Stone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a tough. Apparently, she's one, on Tinder. Apparently, who is Sharon Stone? She's on one of the dating sites. Anyway, she's she's yeah. Is she really? Yeah. Wow. So if if either of our marriages go go south, I mean, she's a fair bit older than us, but wow, mm, Christ, just worth having in the back of your mind. Just in case. Insurance <laughs> policy. Right. So, as we've already learned, Costa Rica is a small country. Rich and famous people there don't sort of come about by being, you know, like big actors and big footballers, which I'll come to in a minute, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. They become famous by being um, someone who makes the country proud. So, the ma- most famous, apparently, Costa Rican, is a guy called Oscar Sanchez. Um, he won the Nobel Peace Prize in 19... Oh, oh no. I thought he was an athlete. Sorry, carry on. No, no. He won the <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize in 1987. I've got Oscar Pistorius in my head. <laughs> 1987 for his, <laughs> for his efforts. Very different kind of person. For his efforts to end civil wars in nearby um, Central American countries. 
So, I mean, I've never heard of the guy. But seemingly, he's, he's quite well liked in Costa Rica. So, on that note, I've mentioned sports people. Yes. What Costa Rica sports people do you know of? I can give you, well, the, the most famous one nowadays will probably be Keylor Navas, who's the goalie for, um, he was goalie for Real Madrid for a while, wasn't he? Um, but the one I remember is um, is Mr. Paolo Wanchop. He is apparently the most famous sporting export of Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, and right now, he is the, the head coach for Costa Rica national team. Is he? Um, led them to glory. He is, yeah. He led them to glory in whatever, like, their European Cup is there, you know, whatever it is. Um, and also, he took them to the quarterfinals of the 2014 World Cup, where they lost on penalties to Holland, where Tim Krul came off the bench for Holland to save the penalties. Yes, because Louis van Gaal didn't trust the other goalie on pens, so subbed him off. Yeah. And Tim Krul, he's such a great shit out at penalties, they threw him off. Yeah. How good that? So that was Costa Rica. I was going to say, I remember Costa Rica at World Cup, but I don't remember him being the manager. That's mental. Why did I not maybe know that? A, maybe he's a coach or something. I, I don't know exactly what his role is. You know, maybe he's had a, um, a promotion. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll have to look into that. But he's definitely some head coach of some form. Great to hear he's doing well. I used to, I used to love him. I used to, he, was, he was a brilliant sort of... He was a great Premier League striker back player. then. Yeah, when he got going, yeah. he was hard to stop. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't away. even have to... Go on. Uh, the the Jurassic Park thing, I've I've verified. Obviously, Jurassic Park and the island on the Jurassic Park is set on is fictional. However, it is described as being off of the coast of Costa Rica. So, um, so is that where it's set officially in the film? Ten, tenuous link, but Jurassic Park is. Um, if you were if Jurassic Park was set in a country, it would be Costa Rica. That is where right they decided to bring dinosaurs back to life. There we go, some Costa Rica facts for you. Um, so uh, on that note, little, um, Jeff Goldblum here from Jurassic Park is my little, <laughs> little Funko Pop. Another great tenuous link there. It's normally on my desk at work and I have it with me um, at home because obviously I've been was working from home and I was furloughed, so I brought him home with me, my little Jeff. He's <laughs> my company. Are you getting to um, bananas yet? Uh, I'm nearly there. Right, yeah. so as I told you, Costa Rica's quite boring. Mm. Right, It's home to over 50% of the world's biodiversity, over 50% in that country alone. So anyway, yeah, um, David Attenborough like that. Um, so the sun rises and sets at the same time every day, all year long, because it's so near to the equator. That makes sense. Right. Um, Costa Rica is a blue zone. See, this is in contradiction to your Tahiti fact earlier on. Right, right now, blue zone, so... It's, it means that it's got a higher than normal life expectancy. There's only five blue zones in the world. Costa Rica is one of them. Um, it's due to healthy diets, good sleep, and the water is high in calcium and magnesium. Um, and they can expect to reach at least 90, nine zero years old. So if you want to live long, go to Costa Rica. Get good innings there. Wow. Yeah. Right. Now, bananas. Did you know Costa Rica... It's the second largest exporter of bananas in the world. Yes. Right. So, <laughs> I thought you might. Right. A banana. What kind of food is it? It's a fruit. What is it? 
Yeah. Well, it grows on a tree. A lemon grows on a tree. An orange grows on a tree. An apple grows on a tree. It's not actually. It doesn't actually grow on a tree. Um, banana. Yeah, it doesn't grow on a tree. So it both is and is not a fruit. It's known as a banana tree, but it's not actually a tree. It's a herb. It's due to the way it comes off the tree and then the way the branches go off. And basically the bananas come off the branches, off another branch, and then the, the banana are like there. Right. Um, so, so it's not actually a tree. So it both is and isn't a fruit. The bit that you eat inside of the sheath, that is a fruit. But something to do with the seeds, I can't actually find my facts <laughs> for that. But anyway, it's distantly, <laughs> distantly related to ginger. Uh, but it both is and isn't a fruit. And legally, in the United States, it's classified as a vegetable. Well, they, they don't know. They're asking awesome over there, do they? Well, they're too busy wow. drinking disinfectant, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's over a thousand still it, still types it of bananas. Silic bang is basically drink silic bang to defeat um, coronavirus. <laughs> um, right, there's over a thousand types of banana. You can use it to fix a scratch CD or DVD by rubbing it into the scratch and it'll fix your scratch CD. What, the skin? Um, yeah. Um, you can polish shoes, whiten your teeth with it, and it soothes bites. Um <laughs> So yeah, bananas are like amazing. Isn't isn't there also a thing that we eat them the wrong way around? So Do we? we yeah, because you know when you when you so you got a bunch of bananas, you take the banana off and you peel it from what we regard as the top, right? So we peel it down from either side and we eat through, and you get that shit bit at the bottom. You know what I mean? That bit, that little black bit that sticks up at the bottom. That shit bit that tastes yeah. like bitter. Yeah. You always when you get to the bottom of the banana, you don't like to finish that last bite because you get that shit bit of it well apparently um, monkeys um eat them the other way up right they're actually the, the the way that the way that the um the actual what we regard as the bottom of the banana is actually the top um so the idea is that you, you actually eat them the other way and you don't get the shit bit because that bit gets pulled out when you, when you open it oh right well there you go more banana facts for you that wasn't research for this side. That's just that's just up there, just in case. That is knowledge, knowledge that you need to know. That is. Yeah. I've got one last fact for you about Costa Rica before we move on to the beer. Right. Mm. Um, lizards. There is a native lizard in Costa Rica known as the Jesus Christ lizard. Um, because when people see it, and they go, "Jesus Christ." Yeah. <laughs> because Jesus Christo, when, <laughs> when it's running away from aye, aye, aye. it can walk on water. Wow. Yeah. Um, I will post a link to a video for this when we release this episode. Basically, it's got large back feet that it changes the shape of, um, which allows it to skim water for, I think it's 20 seconds. So it skims the water and basically walks on water. Absolutely fantastic. But it's all to do with the money. seconds. Uh, yeah. It's so it has, to, it has to be careful because if you go, if you if you if you misjudge the, the the length you've got to do, you could end up sinking, couldn't you? You're fucked, aren't you? But if you sink <laughs> yeah. away from birds, you're all right. But if you're fleeing from something that's trying to catch you underwater, yeah. as long as you can get out, you're all right. So you've just got to bear that in mind, haven't you? Yes. Uh, so are we approving this for the barbecue? Um, I'm not sure because I think it looks like an Aldi beer. 
It passed the I, taste I don't, test. It tastes pretty good, yeah. But but presentation-wise, it would take some... Expl- I don't think people... It's not going to draw much attention. No, it's not. It's going to be a talking point, but for the wrong reasons. You'd have to explain. You'd have to work hard to say, "Oh, this beer's from Costa Rica," and people would be like, "So, yeah." Um, um, ambassador's reception. No, 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 definitely not. Um, Which is a shame because it it tastes pretty good. It's, it's definitely one of the. It, it's mid mid to higher tier out of the beers that we've had. It's it's. I'd have it again. I mean, I wouldn't go to lengths of what we did last well I say last time obviously we were lucky that we had some people help us out um, um, yeah I mean not great it's, it's not brilliant but it's drinkable it's very nice it's a nice beer when you get down yeah. to it I think it's a solid you know especially for a day like today a nice sort of summary type session beer yeah um, I think it very much ticks a box I think it's decent we've got another really good one ticked off the list there um, I think we should rate it what do you reckon yeah yeah let's go for it you ready? Yeah, ready. Three, two, one. Yeah, agreed. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, wow. That's not on for a while. Yeah, might have been on the last episode. I can't remember. All the days are beating into one at the moment. It's like we're yeah. not um, often anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right, seven out of ten. So decent beer. As far as advising on where you get it from, well, if if you like us and you have a do you want to give a shout out? Who is your who is your friend who helps out with yeah. this? Um, Lisa and Ollie that I used to work with at um, a certain college in South Cheshire um, congratulations on your wedding thanks for bringing the beer back you know yes much appreciated. thank you very much for the beer we have very much enjoyed yeah. it yeah um, thank you right well I think that brings us to um, the end of the episode um, thanks again for listening or watching if you're on YouTube um, there's a lot of this second series now is um, wasn't really an intention but just how things have ended up uh, Mark, mm. social media? Uh, at FTLOB pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now the YouTube. And on the YouTube. Um, thanks again. Um, I've been Phil Savory. He's been Mark Carly Johnson, and we'll be back soon with more beer. Bye bye. All I do is drink beer for breakfast. This podcast is presented by The Podcast Lot, a free promotion label for up and coming podcasts. Follow them on Twitter at Podlot.